Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, God is one. Amen. Shalom. Peace be with you. 2020 has hardly been a year of peace. We've suffered through a pandemic from a deadly virus that's killed over 325,000 Americans and sickened millions of them, many with long-lasting effects. Those of us who have so far avoided its wrath have learned that being largely confined to one's house with less to do is hardly the peace we might have imagined it to be. For many, it's anything but peace. Instead, it's a lonely, depression-inducing time. It may subject some of you to violence from others, but you have little way to escape. We've also seen violence flame up around our country, and more peaceful protests arise over racial and other social injustices in our country. Many who are listening are not at peace because those injustices have not been resolved, and unfortunately, their voices again began to fade into the background. We've been through a tumultuous presidential and congressional election cycle that's placed Americans in greater tension against one another than they have been in a long time. And the apparent, and that's part of the lack of peace, the apparent resolution of the election has done little to help things simmer down very much. We see potential conflicts with our enemies on the horizon, whether it be Iran, China, or Russia. And that's just right here in America, in our nation. Look around the world and you see a world that's in conflict. It seems there is no peace. Shalom. Shalom is the Hebrew word for peace. And you often hear it as a greeting among Semitic people. Although shalom means peace, it does not merely mean the absence of war or conflict, but something much greater than that. It means that something is complete or whole. For example... When Joshua renews the covenant with God, he rebuilds the altar using whole stones. That's shalom stone. And what does he do on that shalom stone? He makes shalom offerings, peace offerings. Shalom means that something complex with lots of pieces, sort of like our lives, is in or restored to a state of completeness or wholeness. When Job says that his tents are shalom, he has counted his sheep and found none missing. Or when Solomon completes the building of the temple, it is shalom. However, as you can imagine, it doesn't only refer to physical things, but also to relationships and spiritual things. It doesn't only refer to relationships with an absence of conflict, But again, ones that go beyond that, where the bond is restored and people act in cooperation with one another. For example, in the listing of the law, the Jewish law in Exodus 22, shalom is about the restoration of what's been lost. A thief must pay back double in order to establish shalom. Or one must give the best of one's vineyard to replace that which your animal trampled in their neighbor's vineyard. Shalom can even be used in the midst of a war. When David meets his men, he asks about their well-being 
by asking if they are shalom. So I hope you can begin to understand the depths of the peace that shalom refers to. It's much more than the absence of conflict. It's, and it's in that, it, it's that peace, that peace that we celebrate this Christmas morning. That peace that the angels proclaim to the shepherds tending their flock, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. Jesus Christ is the peace, the true peace. We heard in our mass propers today, Isaiah's prophecy of his coming. For a child will be born unto us and a son will be given and his name will be called Prince of Peace, Prince of Shalom. And there will be no end of his shalom. St. Paul confirms this when he says that Jesus himself is our peace. That he said in Ephesians, and he goes on in Colossians to say that Jesus has reconciled all things in heaven and earth, making peace through the blood of his cross. This is the amazing peace we celebrate tonight. So peace be with you. Shalom. Despite all the turmoil in our world, shalom is in our midst. Let me show you. The shalom that Jesus brings is threefold. Shalom with God, shalom with our fellow men and women, and shalom within ourselves. First, shalom with God. St. Paul tells us in Romans 5 that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. When our first parents sinned in Eden, they broke our completeness, our wholeness. We were made in the image and likeness of God, and in the fall, our likeness to God was marred. We were no longer shalom. But Jesus comes while we're still sinners to restore shalom between God and mankind, to make our relationship with God whole again. With God, when God in his fullness also became man in his fullness, he perfectly ended the conflict between God and man, the conflict that mankind had brought upon themselves through our sin and disobedience to God and not through any action of God himself. However, Jesus not only ended the conflict between God and mankind, he restored and established an incredible state of perfect communion between God and man and advanced and perfected our cooperation with God. Jesus' coming brought shalom also with our fellow men and women. This was the expectation of the Messiah, that he would bring victory over the enemies and establish peace throughout the world. And Jesus did that. But you say, how? After all, I just told you all the ways our world is so far from peace right now. But I tell you that all those who believe in Christ and who truly follow him have had and will continue to have this peace. But we've lost so much of the faithfulness of those earliest Christians who proved it was possible. The books of Acts tells us that the first Christians all had but one heart and one soul, and that even the heathens said, behold, how they love one another. Such would be the case today if we would simply live according to the teachings and example of Jesus, if we could observe that simple command to love our neighbor as ourselves. Yes, if we could keep that commandment, peace and harmony would reign in our families, our local communities, our country, and indeed throughout the whole world. So commit that, commit to that, 
as the new year approaches. Commit that you will approach the world with love for your neighbor, not with vitriol and anger. Resist the temptation to signal virtue, to tweet or shout your anger, or to seek ill for those who disagree with you, and instead seek to live peaceably with all men. Proverbs 16:7 says that when a man's ways please the Lord, he makes even his enemies to be at peace with him. And thank God it goes on to say, a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. Put on Christ. Fill yourself with the Holy Spirit and the Lord can and will direct your steps to avoid hurtful engagement with your neighbors and rather bring them peace by exhibiting Jesus to those around us. And finally, shalom within ourselves. Few of us have that inner peace we all desire. Sometimes we probably feel like God came for any, everyone and everyone but us, but nothing could be further from the truth. God came to heal us, to save us, which likewise means more than going to heaven when we die. Salvation means that we're healthy. It means that we're complete and whole. And there's that concept of shalom again. Sozo means that we are whole, made whole. And Christ came to save you. So have no doubt about it and rejoice, for that is the good news, news of Christmas we celebrate this morning. Yes, we experience that warring in ourselves that St. Paul describes as fighting against the delightful law of God, that the law in our members fights against the law of our mind and captivates us in the law of sin. And the law of sin is the law of disorder, the law of brokenness, the law of anti-shalom. So to overcome this law of sin, we should follow in the example that Christ pr provides on his coming today, when he eschewed every earthly pleasure upon his coming. He was born into a poor family, when they weren't even in the comfort of their modest home, but instead far from home, where there wasn't even room in the inn. And rather being born in a comfortable place, he was born in a dark, damp cave and laid in a stinky manger with only the breath of an ox and a donkey to keep him warm. So we know Christ came and established his shalom. But what must we do to foster and preserve that peace? Well, first we should recognize that shalom is not only used as a noun, but that it's also a verb. Shalom isn't just a state of being, it's an action of making complete and restoring wrongs to right. St. Paul tells us that we must work diligently to keep the unity of the Spirit in the church through the bond of peace, one body and one spirit at peace with each other. How? Through exhibiting the humility, patience, and love of Christ by participating in his life. All too often, I think we believe that peace means something like cuddling up by the fireplace with a mug of hot chocolate or maybe a glass of your favorite scotch on a cold day like today. But that's not the peace that Jesus brought. Shalom, true peace, is not idle. It's active. True peace requires continu continual vigilance. True peace has a price. It costs God everything. The death of his only son, the humility of being born in a manger, the tortures and death, the shameful cross. And if we follow in his footsteps, it will cost us everything too. 
Don't fear. God will direct our steps. If we remember and embrace that we've received all that we have from God and that God's shalom now gives us the opportunity to make shalom all around us, sharing the rich gifts he freely provides us to all around us. Don't live as the world lives, content to constantly war with one another. Instead, this Christmas resolve that the gift of shalom from God will be received into your hearts. Also resolve today to share it with those around you. Take the shalom of Christmas and heal yourself by humbling yourself as Jesus did, by realizing that all those earthly comforts we try to use to make us feel whole and complete will never bring us shalom. Only Christ can bring us that shalom if we follow him. And yes, my brothers and sisters, follow him. And take what you have been given and abundantly restore everything that prevents your neighbors from being complete. Make them whole and then some. Make their cup runneth over this coming year, just as Jesus did this day when he heralded the more abundant life that he invited us to on that first Christmas. A life not merely without conflict, but a life with God, one in which we are eternally united by a perpetual God, bond, a perpetual bond, God and man, in which our finite flesh is called by grace to participate in eternal divinity. So my brothers and sisters, may the peace of Christmas be with you. Shalom. Amen. Talks at Advent. Homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.